Welcome to the new Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission is to formulate litters that keep cats using the litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give their kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment by interviewing cat authors and experts, some old favorites, some new conversations. Dr. Elsie is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my Cat Film Festival, short films from around the world that celebrate the kitty cat, which will be back in theaters as soon as they reopen. Meantime, thanks to Dr. Elsie's, you can now see streaming versions of the Cat Film Festival for free on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. This show is also brought to you by Meet Me, where they make organic, humane, raw frozen foods and dehydrated treats on their own rural farm in Virginia. The turkey, chicken, rabbit, and beef are certified organic and humanely raised and processed right on their property. So they control safety and health for animals on their farm and at your home, which is why they say, from farm to bowl. I am delighted to get to talk to Dr. Michael Maria Delgado again about cats. She's a cat behavior consultant in California, but she does do virtual sessions with people who have cat behavior problems at michaeldelgado.com, M-I-K-E-L-D-E-L-G-A-D-O. It's so good to talk to you again because catnip is a topic that I only learned very little about years ago when I was researching the Cat Bible. And I think it's misunderstood, and you've written about it quite a bit. So what's sure. the what's the 101 on catnip? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's something that I will say is there's still a little bit of mystery behind catnip. We know that the response to catnip is genetic. Um, it's a dominant trait. So um, some cats are going to be responders. Others are just not really going to have much of a, of a response at all, and it appears that it's um, an inherited trait. Um, that doesn't mean you shouldn't try, and I think probably some of the biggest questions people have about catnip is really like, is it good for my cat? Um, right. Some people maybe think they're um, enabling a bad habit. Right. Um, I think we <laughs> make easy parallels with like, you know, substance abuse in humans, but right. it's really not like that. So yeah. catnip is safe. Um, for many cats, it's fun, um, but every cat does have like a slightly different reaction. So it's always one of those things you want to ease into it and see how your cat reacts. But what we do know is that um, there are oils in the catnip and other plants that are similar to catnip um, that have a chemical compound called nepetalactone. And that is what we believe cats are responding to. So that's what's causing the behavioral changes that we observe in our cats when we give them catnip. Okay, so we're going to talk through what some of these behavioral responses sure. are because the people who are alarmed are thinking, my cat's having way too much time. Is he on ecstasy? Is he on, <laughs> you know, I don't know, LSD yeah. <clears throat> or something. Um, and, and in the same way that it's a genetic trait to respond, is it also therefore a subset of genetic completely an individual cat's response, whether it's, you know, from on the one to 10 scale, how much they respond, or does it also depend on the quality of that catnip? Is it organic? Does that matter? Is it freshly grown and put into a toy mouse or, or, or given to someone in a baggie and then you sprinkle it on something? So I know that's several questions at once, but I know you will answer them. Yeah, no, those are great questions. Um, So, 
the the first thing I should clarify is that even though we believe that that this is a, a genetic trait, we actually don't know which gene co- or genes control the oh. catnip response. So there's still a lot we don't know, and and I don't know that anyone has studied how cats' responses vary individually. But you can observe your own cats and know that some cats, um, you know, roll in catnip. Some yes. cats eat catnip. Yes. Some just rub on it. Some become maybe a little. Um, more likely to bite or get excited. Um, they might even, you know, protect the catnip from other cats and get a little, you know, what we might describe as aggressive. So you kind of have to know if your cat is, you know, a happy drunk or a mean drunk when they're on catnip <laughs> and plan accordingly. So some cats really need their catnip alone, like not around other cats. Don't try to pet them when they're getting catnip. But other cats get very mellow and relaxed and just seem to really just enjoy um, the experience. So, So you do have to, like I said, you know, Test it out, and, and certainly, um, so fresh catnip, the, the green plant, um, is probably going to be um, you know, more enjoyable for them to eat, but it may not actually be as potent. We know that with many herbs, they're actually more potent when they're dried. That's right. But the quality does matter. So, you know, I always recommend, um, you know, if you get a toy that has like a little, you know, packet of of catnip in it, that catnip is probably not quite as fresh as if you buy some from like um, a bulk bin at your local health food store or a smaller company that is is making um, more you know more high quality product perhaps with organic catnip. But you know some cats will take the you know the dried out ancient catnip and they respond just fine. So it obviously still has those compounds um, from the nepetalactone that that cats respond to. So now when you say um, okay. health food store, is catnip sold for human use in some way? Yeah. I mean, some people put it in an, in an herbal tea. It's a relative of the mint plant, oh. so it's part of the mint family. Nice. Um, and I always like to mention, if your cat does not respond to catnip, you can try other plants. So um, one is called silver vine. It's also known as Japanese catnip. And it's also called matatabi. And that is a plant that um, there was actually recent research um, that Dr. Tony Buffington was involved in that showed that more cats respond to silver vine than respond to catnip. So I'll if your cat darned. doesn't like catnip, you should definitely try silver vine. And if your cat does like catnip, you should still try silver vine because your cat might have a different response um, or an equally fun response. Some cats really like um, uh, honeysuckle or valerian root. So there are some other olfactory enrichments that you can use with your cat that might elicit similar um, you know, I like to call it euphoria, which is a euphoric <laughs> response to a plant. Um, and, you know, so so touching on that, you know, the other thing is that in some cats, the catnip response seems to be very similar to sexual behaviors like solicitation yes. that you might see in um, a female who's in heat. Um, some cats show very playful behaviors. Some cats just show more like, you know, eating, maybe a little bit of relaxation. So so the response is quite varied. And until recently, there's been very little research looking into what is the function of the response. Like, is this play? Is it sexual? We don't know. Um, but there was a recent study of silver vine, which again is a very similar plant um, in that it also um, produces the, the chemical compound that cats seem to respond to. And they were able to determine that there are some benefits to cats enrolling in silver vine in that it actually um, prevents mosquito bites. Wow. I thought I did read something about that. So, you know, they say they, the the naturalistic, holistic practitioners for humans and for animals, that in the wild, animals know what 
have some sense that, you know, if they eat the bark of a tree, that's got the same ingredient as aspirin, whether it's, you know, ruminants and horses or, or wolves, coyotes, what have you. So there may be something to that, that when they roll in things, people, we forget dogs and why they roll in other people's <laughs> poo. I mean, that's just like, huh? But it's possible that if they're rolling in a field full of grasses, which my dogs do, maybe mm-hmm. it does have some protectant um, quality against the many bugs and biters and then it yes, would and, and then I it think... would it would speak well to the naturalistic sprays that are yes. used for, oh, I... for repelling mm-hmm. that are yes. that are um, essential because... oils yes and silvervine is one of the components in some of those um, anti-mosquito sprays that are used in humans and and what I'll say is that knowing that animals show um, to me like a, a, a beautiful explanation for that is the process of evolution in which mm-hmm. a cat who is protected um, by um, by the plants um, after rolling in them they're protected from mosquito bites they're less likely to get heartworm That's right. they're less likely to die they're more likely to reproduce and pass right. on that you know that trait to their yes. offspring and so that is um, the beauty of how you know when a trait has even a slight advantage for an animal that it can get passed on and again it may not um, and today, okay, we give our pets treatments to prote- prevent heartworm disease, um, to protect them from mosquito bites, um, but their body still says these behaviors are helpful in protecting me and helping me reproduce um, and survive, and so I still do them even though mom puts um, heartworm preventative on me. Right, once which I wouldn't know otherwise, but, and, and, not, and no um, man-made chemical um, creation of any kind or, or a vaccine is 100% anyway. So throw a little catnip on the outside for good measure, right? I mean, it's not sure. like you have 100% protection. So here's a couple of questions that come from, from what you said and described so well. Is your cat a mean drunk or a happy drunk? Now, <laughs> I wouldn't want somebody to be a mean drunk, whether they're human or cat. So I do remember that cats that become aggressive and bite humans and other cats my my response to that, maybe I'm puritanical, is, gosh, I don't really want a, a mean, drunk cat, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm not giving that cat catnip, period. But you suggest mm-hmm. give it to them, or that people think maybe give it to them in a separate room, or, or for, I'm also wondering, do you take it away after a certain amount of time? I remember some I- advice being, you don't just leave the catnip toy out indefinitely. You give it to them and take it away after, I don't know, pick a number. You might know the number, sure. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But what about the cat who becomes aggressive? Do we want to elicit that in our cat for his sake or for ours or for the sake of our other kitties? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say if you can, if your cat seems to enjoy it and you can safely give them the catnip without being bitten or scratched or without <laughs> causing conflict between your cats, then I would hate to deprive them of that pleasure uh, because most cats do seem to enjoy it. So, like, you know, I do have one kitty who gets a little rough on the catnip, so we just keep our distance. And then the the thing, and you brought up a great point, is, like, does the does the response last forever? And the right. answer is no. They do seem to start, start losing interest. Um, they will... Some cats will habituate if the toys are left out all the time with catnip in them. So I do recommend um, picking them up and putting them away. I store my catnip toys in a jar of dried catnip so they, they stay nice and potent. Oh, smart. And when I bring them, yeah, when I bring them out again, they smell very, very catnippy. So, um, so if you can safely give your cat catnip, you just need to know, okay, this is not a cat you want to pet. 
while they're getting catnip or that, yeah, they have to be in their own room maybe. And I would say that's not the majority of cats. That's going to be the occasional kitty. Um, the other thing, too, is, yeah, they don't become addicted to catnip. And like I said, they stop responding if after, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes, depending on the cat. So it's not like they're just going to stay in a rage zone for hours. Right. <laughs> or, or even in a euphoria zone, because yeah. we also might think, oh, my God, my cat's never coming back. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be this crazy person forever. It's funny about storing the toys in a jar of catnip. It sort of reminds me of how um, in Italy people store a truffle in a jar of risotto rice because it keeps the truffle fresh, but then it completely Im- imbues its, its lovely fragrance into the rice as well. So it's got, nice, got a double yeah. purpose, which I guess in this case it would too. What about the fact that if it's a fact, that kittens under about the age of six months don't seem to react to catnip, that it's not until they've matured that you get the reaction. So if you were to offer it to a kitten, you're kind of wasting the good stuff and don't think that if you get no response that that kitten, cat, that kitten when it becomes a cat, won't care. Is there anything to do with age? Yeah, I mean, again, this, this kind of gets back to the mystery like we still don't really know why the catnip response does not seem to be as strong in kittens Um, I did test out you know one of my kittens responded to catnip pretty young so I wouldn't say that there's like a hard and fast age at which um, the catnip response like just suddenly appears Um, it may get stronger over time uh, but there's there's definitely things we still don't know Um, so I would say you know it's okay to try it on a on a kitten but don't be surprised if you don't get a response and like you said don't let that stop you from trying again once they're an adult if there is any component of this behavior that is related to um, you know again like maturation or reproduction like we you know a lot of the behaviors resemble sexual behaviors right um then perhaps it is a part of the process of maturing we just don't know so um so like i said it's not surprising that kittens will not show any response but that that adult cat will respond so i would say always you know try again don't give up and see how they respond and we think about 60 to 70 percent of cats do have the gene so that's about the number of cats we expect in the population to respond to catnip. Are there any, is, is it being a purebred cat or a cat of a particular breed more likely to respond or it's across the, the, the board? That is a great question. And I don't think anyone has looked at that. I, I think it's a fantastic question. I hope some people that are looking at cat genetics and um, behaviors um, maybe survey some cat owners to find yeah. out if there is a connection. Because the people who have purebred cats, you know, if you have a ragdoll, that's the cat you always want to have, or a Siamese, mm-hmm. or yeah. the the or at Persians. I mean, they're very specific kinds of cats that people, whether they buy them or whether they adopt them, since there's lots of purebred cats in shelters, it'd be interesting yeah. to know. So, one more question: you mentioned it being enrichment, olfactory enrichment. And I had met someone in California, in LA, who volunteered at a large cat sanctuary up in the mountains. And I don't know how the cats wound up there. Probably they'd been you know, kept as pets by some idiot. But this was a, a true sanctuary for the ones that they got out of these bad situations. And I remember her saying that one of the things they did for the lions and tigers was put essential oil scents, and at the time I didn't know what she was talking about, that they would give them this as an enrichment because they obviously didn't have a whole you know, jungle to hang out in. They had whatever their, <laughs> their, their reservoir was. Is, that, is it an enrichment that helps the, 
thinking and and mood and and their their true catness? Yeah, I mean, I think of enrichment as really all of the senses and also trying to give a cat as many of their opportunities to express natural behaviors as right. is possible. And we know that when cats go outside, they do enjoy sniffing grass, chewing grass, sniffing plants. And like I said, for whatever reason, this particular plant um, ha- and cats have a relationship. And, and even some of the big cats will show these types of, of catnip responses to catnip and other plants. So we know it's it's not just domestic cats. It seems to be um, scattered throughout the, the feline kingdom. But, um, yeah, I mean, we should see it as an opportunity to provide our cat with um, experiences inside that they might encounter outside and stimulating all of their senses. Right. Um, it brings them pleasure. And um, there's really, like I said, no reason not to try it. Um, and hopefully your cat has a, has a positive response and enjoys the experience. And if they don't respond to catnip, like I said, try some of the other plants. But, yeah, we want to stimulate all of their senses as a hunter, um, you know, a natural hunter. They right. are going to use all of their senses outside. And so smell is, I think, you know, humans have a terrible sense of smell. So it's right. definitely not our go-to when yes. we think about having fun. Yeah, that's so, so funny. We forget you're so how right. important it is to cats and dogs. Oh, you're so right. It is not our go-to. It's so important. And, and dogs are always being lauded as having the world's greatest nose. But cats have incredibly powerful olfactory systems, too. So this is great. To be kind to your cat, offer catnip. It's a positive thing. And remember that some old toy that's been sitting on the back of a shelf somewhere may not be the kindest offer. Try and give something fresher. If you can have access to fresher catnip, that's the way to go. Thank you, Dr. Michael. It's wonderful to have you here. Anybody that needs help with their kitties, you know where to find her. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much, Tracy. Thanks for listening to Cat Chat. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, which created their own clean protein foods inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey. I recommend that wet food should always be your cat's primary diet, but clean protein also comes as a dry food, the first one I would recommend if you want to feed dry even as part of your cat's diet. This show is also supported by cat water, specially formulated to appeal to cats, chlorine-free, ozonated, and lightly acidic, to encourage them to drink more to promote urinary tract health and the ideal pH.